but today I want to just share with you for a couple of moments before the kids come to sing in just a little bit. And I was not intending to uh, share this particular passage, but just as we were going through the meeting and going through the songs, there was something that was welling up within me about the thought of expectation. Expectation. If there is ever a season of the year that is filled with expectation, it's this one. I mean, think about it. All the little ones, how long ago did they start their list to Santa? And they made a list. We got a long, long list in our house. And of course, mom and dad had to explain that Santa's on a budget <laughs> this year. The North Pole's running a little low on funds. But there's expectation with the kids. They see the Christmas tree. I remember as a child when the Christmas tree came into my house, it was, I couldn't wait. When my dad said, all right, son, let's go. I, I grew up in the country, grew up in northern Maine, and we went out to cut our own tree. They didn't have, you know, little Home Depot and Lowe's and all, you know, the little Christmas tree places around. So... We lived in the country. We went out in the backfield and headed into the woods. My dad would look around, and I'd say, what about this one, Dad? And he'd go, ah, oh, that's no good. And I'd say, what about this one? No, that's no good. And finally, finally, my little heart couldn't take it, and he looked at one and said, that's the one. And he'd get out the saw, and he'd cut down the tree, and we'd drag it back through the field, all Norman Rockwell-like, you know? It just, it, it's like a scene out of those, those pictures, but... We did. We dragged it in, and I couldn't wait. I said, Dad, can we put it up now? And he took it down to the basement. He said, no, there's snow all over. you got to wait for it to dry. And I thought, oh, it's going to dry. I forgot about that. My heart was full of expectation. And finally, he'd hammer that stand on the bottom of it, and he'd bring it upstairs, and I couldn't wait for all the lights to go on. And I would, one of my rituals every year as a child was to, lay down under the tree. And once every, once it was decorated, I would lay down and stick my head under the tree and look up. I did this with Riley the other night. We just kind of looked up in the, in the tree to see the lights and how beautiful it was. There was an expectation in my heart that there was maybe going to be something under the tree that I had, you know, actually asked for as opposed to what mom and dad think that, you know, they should kind of clue Santa in as to what I needed. I was hoping there would be this one thing that I would get. There was an expectation. You know, as we grow a little bit older in life, our expectations change. It's not so much about what's going to be under the tree, but we have an expectation of life. It could be that you have an expectation of a relationship. and Somewhere along the way, that expectation didn't work out. It might be that some of you this past year, this past couple of years, you had an expectation that a job was going to finally fall in your lap. You went on the boards. You went on to try to find a job. You looked in the classifieds daily and you're circling and you're calling and you're sending out resumes, but the expectation hasn't quite been met with the supply of your need. And that expectation, all of a sudden, there is this weariness that kind of comes over you, the sense that maybe it's just not going to happen for you. 
There is that feeling on occasion that our expectations are set high at least to some point and somebody will tell you, no, you can't, you can't dream that big. But I want to go to the scripture and show you a dream that was huge. It was two people who were waiting in the temple. The Bible says after Jesus was born that Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to the temple on the eighth day after he was born, as was customary, took him into the temple, and all of a sudden, Joseph and Mary were met by a couple of individuals that were full of expectation. The Bible says this in Luke chapter 2 and verse 21. It said, on the eighth day when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus. The name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves and two young pigeons. Now there was a man, I want you to notice this, listen to this, if you don't have a Bible, just listen. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. Here it is. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought the child in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required. And I'm going to stop reading right there. But the Bible says this. It says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. There was a, an expectation in his heart. In fact, the Bible also tells us that the Holy Spirit had told him he was not going to die until he saw the one that all of Israel was waiting for. You see, at this particular time in the history of Israel, there was a renewed expectation that there was going to be a Messiah, that the Messiah would come. There was a heightened awareness of Old Testament prophecy about him that in fact it would tell where it was that he would be born, what he would be like. And at that moment, this man was filled with expectation. And all of a sudden, the Bible says the Holy Spirit moved him. He was in another part of the temple. He was occupied with something else. Maybe just going through some of the rituals of the law and just to worship God. And he's there and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, and it's time to move out into the temple courts. As soon as he does, he sees Mary and Joseph bring this little baby. Now, un unlike what many of the, the artists kind of render as Mary is holding the baby Jesus, the Bible doesn't say he had a halo around him. It doesn't show anything. There's nothing about this baby boy coming into the temple that would cause anybody to take notice of him. For many, it was just another baby 
coming on the eighth day as was customary according to the law. But there was something that happened in the man's heart that said, this is the baby. This is the one that I've been expecting. And his expectation on that day, folks, was met with fulfillment. i got to tell you, I can't promise you today that what you ask for is going to be under the tree. I can't promise you today that the relationship that you hoped was going to work out will work out. I can't promise you today that Somehow the dysfunction within family, your own family, might somehow on, on Christmas Day just sort of somehow, you know, melt away and there is just this normalcy that will come to it and that expectation that you have about it would happen on that particular day. I can't promise you that. I can't even promise that after you send out hundreds of resumes that you will get a response. But I can promise you this one thing. And I can tell you right now that the greatest expectation of man's heart is not just to be able to sort of live out his days in a, in a good fashion and hopefully get to the end of his life and everything would be okay. But I can promise you that deep down on the inside of you, there is an expectation for something more that can only be filled with Jesus Christ. It can't be filled with friends. It can't be filled with family. It can't be filled with anything that you can ever dream up. It can't be filled with, with anything that you can put into your system. It's not going to be filled with anything other than that one thing that wants to take up residence in your heart and His name is Jesus not only was Simeon there but there was also a woman an old woman who was there waiting as well a prophetess the Bible says by the name of Anna and when she saw the baby her heart was filled with joy because she knew the very thing that she had been waiting for had walked into the room, had come into the room and into her life. And Jesus is, at this, at this point, he's still a baby. He's not going to perform any miracles. It's not going to happen until later on. When he's 12, he's going to go into the temple and kind of wow the Pharisees with how much he knows and all the things that he says. And they're going to say, I don't know who this is. But then for the, the, the rest of the part of his life, he is going to go off into Nazareth and do nothing until the age of... 30 years old and then all of a sudden he is going to be the coming one, the one that we have been waiting for as John the Baptist said and sent a message to him one day when John was going through his own rough time. He said to Jesus, he sent word from prison and said, are you the coming one or should we look for another? You see there was an expectation within the hearts of men and women that could only be filled by Jesus. I'm here to tell you today, there are people from all walks of life. People who go wake up tomorrow morning, they'll go to a job, sit at a desk, work at a factory. They'll do something to make ends meet and to make a living. But when it all comes down to it, there is something different about them as they walk into those particular workplaces. And it is this. The expectation of their heart is not on the job. The expectation of their heart is not on the family. The expectation of their heart is on Jesus. The one who came and filled the longing of their soul. The one who walked into their lives and changed them for all of eternity. We didn't look any different. We don't look strange or as a result of it but when he comes in the bible says that he makes a new creation on the inside 
Now old things are passed away. The Bible says all things are made new. Can I ask everybody to just bow your heads for a moment? And I want to ask you today, maybe it is that you don't realize and have not realized that you have an expectation in your heart. Maybe you've got an expectation about things in life that just have not worked out. I'm not here offering to you some kind of a magic potion, some kind of a magic bullet that's just going to fix everything, that's just going to come in and, and change every situation and turn it all around. No, from time to time we understand that even as believers that we have afflictions in this life. We have trouble. But you know what? We've got somebody who is walking with us that sticks closer than a brother who is always there no matter what it is that we're going through. And when the expectations of this life begin to be broken and begin to be hurt and we wonder why it worked out the way that it worked out, I want you to know today that there is somebody who will never let you down. There is somebody who will always be there for you. There is somebody who will always be around that you can talk to, that you can speak to, and he will never, ever leave you or forsake you. You might be in this place today and say, you know, Pastor, I believe that my heart has been full of expectation in the wrong place. But I recognize today that the expectation of my life should be that you would come and cleanse me of my sin, purify my heart, and help me to live for you, to find a relationship in you, Jesus. It might be that you're here today and that is you. That is the story of your life, the story of your heart. Maybe you sit here and you say, well, you know, my life is pretty good. You know, I don't really have too much trouble. I've gone through life pretty well. Things have worked out okay but when you think about it and when you really dwell on it, there is something on the inside of you that isn't full. It's just like this, this little bit of emptiness. Somebody once said that within the heart of every man, there is a God-shaped vacuum that can only be filled by him. Can't be filled by anything else. Can only be filled by Jesus. If you're here today and you say, you know what, that's me. I need Jesus to come into my heart. I need him to save me. I need him to fill the expectation. Then I want you to do something that I believe is bold and it's brave. And it's for no other purpose than for us to be able to pray for you. Nobody's looking around. I'm looking out over the congregation. But today you would say, I need Jesus Christ in my life. Just lift your hand up and then take it down. Just for a moment. I need Jesus in my heart. Yes, yes, yes. All over this building. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to take some time to pray right now. And I want us all to stand together. And we're going to pray. He said, Pastor, you're going to ask us all to come here in the front? No, I'm actually not. We're going to pray right where you're at because I believe that faith works wherever you are. That this moment as we pray, we're going to pray in faith and we're going to say, Lord, I'm going to receive you into my heart. The same expectation that this prophetess, Anna, and this man, Simeon, had, we can have of Jesus and say, Lord, come into my heart and change me. And I want you to know that he will change you for all of eternity. He will give you a hope and a future. 
You don't ever have to doubt what it is that he has done for you. He has already done so much for you by dying on the cross for your sins. The Bible tells us that it was his blood that was shed on, the cal on Calvary that cleanses from all sin. Today, right where you're at, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask you in your own way. You say, I don't know how to pray. You know, prayer is just talking to God. The same way that you talk to a friend or your neighbor or your husband or your wife. You talk to God and you just tell him, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I need you to come into my heart today. I'm going to pray right now and let's pray together and let's ask Jesus to come into our hearts. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for every individual who lifted their hands today. Everyone in this place, oh God, who said in their heart there is an expectation and maybe they've been trying to go after it in something in the world, something that is out there that may not even be inherently wrong, but Lord, they're trying to fill the emptiness of their soul with the other things that life has to offer. God, I pray that they would come to know the fullness of life, of accepting you into their hearts having you in their lives, and then pursuing those things in life that are good, that are right, and that are responsible. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus today for every person who lifted their hand for salvation. I pray that you would come into their hearts in this moment. May they reach out to you in faith, O oh God, believing for the impossible. And Lord, I pray today for everyone who has some kind of a broken expectation. Lord, I pray that they would come to know that you will never let them down, you will never abandon them, and you will never leave them or forsake them. You will never break the expectation of their heart. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus right now that souls would come into your kingdom and that, Lord God, you would bring restoration in people's lives. Lord, mend their hearts. I pray forgive their sin. And Lord, now today give them the strength that they need to live for you, O oh God, and give their all to you. Lord, in the wonderful and mighty name of Jesus, we give you the glory, O oh God, for you are great and you are wonderful. And Lord, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Those of you who lifted your hands, if you would like to talk a little bit later on about what it is that you have experienced today, what it is that you have lifted your hand for, maybe you don't fully understand it or comprehend it, I would like to invite you. I'll be, I'll be around. We'll all be eating a little bit later on. I want to thank all of you for kind of struggling through the idea that you can smell food and, you know, it's getting us hungrier by the second. But if you'd like to talk to somebody, whether it's me or somebody in the church, maybe the person that you got an invitation from, pull them aside while you're eating and just talk about it and just say, I'd like to know more about what Jesus has done and what he will do in my life. I want to tell you it's a wonderful new beginning that can take place in your heart. Jesus has done so much for us. Amen. Amen.